Hello everyone and welcome to the Vitality Blueprint podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with free information so that you can improve your overall vitality and your overall health and I'm going to be hopefully giving you some actionable steps that you can implement in your life so that you can find success with your health goals. So this first podcast what I'm going to do is rip this one solo and I'll be bringing guests on for future podcast episodes and today I just want to focus on nutrition so nutrition is you know one of the pillars in your health one of the three main pillars one of them being movement one of them being recovery and then one of them obviously being nutrition so let's focus on nutrition for today you know what is nutrition nutrition is basically everything that you put in your body whether that's food fluids supplements medication anything like this okay good nutrition is going to make or break your health or the quality of your nutrition is going to make or break your health so you want to be make making sure you are having high quality nutrition and you're doing it consistently over a long period of time is what's going to make you feel look perform sleep better every single metric that you can think of your life will improve by having control over your nutrition so you know don't fall into the trap of just chasing the instant mouth pleasure when eating you know these food there's foods that are designed to be hyper palatable that taste just out of this world amazing and they're done that so that you will buy it again these foods are generally not great for your health you know i'm talking about processed foods i'm talking about you know foods using binders gums you know industrialized oils all of these sort of foods that you find on basically every grocery shelf in the modern world especially in the western world is not going to benefit your overall vitality so what to do instead is you should follow the general rule of thumb that you need to be eating everything I'm sorry I put this a different way you don't want to eat anything that your great grandmother could not eat so every food that has been around for over you know 100 years that's generally going to be good for you so what i mean by this is consuming whole foods so whole foods are basically ingredients so think like a steak uh rice potatoes you know orange these are all whole foods they're only one single ingredient there's not really you know 15 different ingredients that make up this food you know it's just that one food so eating ingredients rather than eating a culmination of ingredients that is pre you know made for you is definitely going to boost your overall health and sourcing high quality ingredients is really the key here so with most mass produced products 
a lot of corners are cut in terms to save as much money as possible, to boost profits as much as possible for these companies that are producing food. So they're more likely than not going to use lower quality ingredients in their food to boost profit margins as much as possible. So, you know, low quality corn even, you know, you're not going to see organic ingredients and pasteurized ingredients used in your frozen oven pizza, things like this, right? So you really want to steer clear of that kind of food and I wouldn't even really call it food anymore it's it's loaded with preservatives and artificial flavors and artificial dyes to make it look and seem healthy but it's it's really not and it's all being fortified with you know fortified with iron and fortified with folate all of these you know fortified foods they wouldn't need to be fortified if they weren't depleted in the first place. So it's a it's really just a marketing gimmick and tactic from these companies to make you think it's healthy and it looks healthy because the food is very brightly colored and things like that. And the chimp brain, I don't know if, if the chimp brain just can't understand that bright colored foods, you know, that's what makes you want fruit because they're brightly colored. So if they're, they're just using that tactic on other foods but basically what i'm saying is steer clear of processed foods as much as possible and stick to ingredients as much as possible so you know your great grandmother she probably would have been eating you know seasonally she would have been eating foods that are locally produced you know either on you know on her farm or you know in the general vicinity of where she lives so everything is very local you know back then they didn't have industrialization of you know transport and, and the food industry and things where they can preserve food for months at a time um you know it needs to be eaten relatively quickly from the time that that food is harvested whether that's animal food or produce you know so it's 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 not going to be loaded with preservatives back then so you want to really go for as close to the source as possible it's always best practice to actually go and meet the people that are making your food if you're not making it yourself obviously that's the ultimate step is you all produce all of your own food but for many that's not really a achievable reality in the near future so they need to put a practice in place that is going to solve you know the issue immediately while they work towards maybe cultivating a homesteading operation or, or something similar but you really want to meet the farmer you want to meet the people growing your food so you can you know it can pass your own litmus test of is this food healthy or not and the closer you get to the source of the food the cheaper it gets as well so you think when you buy food from a grocery store it's exchanged hands you know five or six times from the farmer to the grocery store and each person exchanging hands there is taking a, a small cut on that so you know you you'll be surprised what you're buying from the grocery store is usually you know twice the price of what it would be if you just got it straight from the source plus it's not just more expensive it's also 
not as healthy because it's not as fresh and it's harvested and it's had preservatives put in it so it can extend the shelf life so that by the time it gets from the source of the farmer to the grocery store and eventually to your table it hasn't you know withered or hasn't gone off per se so you really want to go as far up the supply chain as possible and you know just a quick search in your area you'll be able to find hopefully you know some farm or something similar that you can get you know procure your food from so i'd really recommend doing that to improve the quality of your food and always go you know organic when you can so basically what organic means is that the food has been grown naturally and it hasn't had any pesticides or herbicides or fungicides or basically any toxic chemicals sprayed on it to increase crop yields you know so the organic fruit that you or organic food that you see or organic produce usually going to be a little bit smaller it's going to be possibly not so bright colored it's possibly not going to look like your typical apple or your typical orange that you see in the grocery store but it is going to outperform you know the modern apple or our orange you know tenfold on nutrient uh, density and there's an important thing to note here as well is the soil quality of the food that you are eating so you want to make sure where you are sourcing your food the farm that it's coming from is using regenerative agricultural practices um, and what I mean by that is the way that they are farming is not depleting the soil quality because if you're depleting the soil quality sure from one month to another there's not going to be much change but extrapolate that practice out you know decades and you're left with what we have today and most of the industrialized agricultural world is vastly depleted soil quality that does not have as much minerals or vitamins in the soil itself so it grows lower quality and less nutrient dense food so there's a it's an interesting graphic uh, of orange grown in 1920 versus orange grown today has eight times the vitamin c content uh, back then than it does now so you'd have to eat eight oranges now to get the same nutrients as one orange from 100 years ago which is pretty interesting and that's that's mainly from soil quality depletion through industrialized agricultural practices so where they you know till the land turn the soil over plant new crops spray spray it everywhere with toxic chemicals you know and rinse and repeat that cycle as much as possible to increase crop yield to increase profit because at the end of the day it is a business so you want to really try find a regenerative farm near you you know which can be quite difficult nowadays a, a lot of farm majority of farmers are using the industrial agricultural practices that you see sort of prevalent in the western world just going to drink my espresso one second
all right so basically to sort of sum that sort of section up is you go as far up the supply chain as possible shake the farmer's hand ensure that the quality of the food is at as high as it can be you know as high as you can source obviously financially uh, dependent if, if you can obviously the organic foods in the grocery stores and things like that are more expensive if you're living in cities it might be difficult to get out of the city to the farm to go straight to the source of the food so it might be maybe more expensive but you know you're investing in your health now so that you can live a higher quality life you know how how much better would you perform in you know your professional life how much better can you focus how much better is your sleep going to be how much better is your relationships your mood you know your performance with you know movement and training and how much more likely are you going to be to succeed in your life through investing in high quality nutrients rather than taking you know the cheap and good tasting per se option of you know the frozen pizza and it's it's very low effort required or you can even just order on your phone food straight to your door cooked you know and god knows what from restaurants around the city or or you know fast food joints and things like that and it, it sort of goes without saying is to steer clear of you know all fast food and processed you know processed restaurant food and things like that all right so the next thing i sort of want to talk about is i've got a lot of questions about raw milk and you know you've probably seen posts about the raw milk a lot um i've been drinking it for you know quite a few months now and it has been really had huge changes on my overall health and i'd already had very good implementing good nutrition in place already you know in my opinion and incorporating the raw milk in large quantities of it you know on a daily basis has really i've seen quite big changes in overall health of myself so i've got quite a few questions about that so let me just pull them up so first one here is how do you stay lean drinking two liters of raw milk per day and it's around 1500 calories for just the two liters so again you're sort of focusing on the calories and not so much on the you know nutrients that you're getting from the the raw milk itself so just just for so everyone understands raw milk is unpasteurized milk so basically they sell milk and they pasteurize milk under the guise of raw milk is dangerous because there's bacteria harmful bacteria in the raw milk you know which can be true if you know the cows that the, the milk is coming from are sick you know just like if you had a sick chicken it's probably not going to give you high quality eggs same with the cows right and in the industrialized agriculture you know a lot of these cows aren't really getting fed a species appropriate diet and they are running into many diseases and sicknesses 
um, which can be carried through to the milk. So you want to really make sure you are getting your milk from healthy cows. It kind of goes without saying. You, uh, what I was saying just before is you want to be sourcing the highest quality food that you can. And yeah, that's that's basically it. Just source high quality milk from you know healthy cows. It's it's pretty simple, and you're going to be completely fine. Only if the cow is sick, you know, this is why it's important to get it straight from the source. You can see it, you know, you can talk to the people that are raising these cows. You know if it's going to be good or not. But, you know, I've seen, I've had friends that have been drinking this for years. They've never got sick. Um, I had a friend, he's made a video about this. You know, there's been more people sick and dying from pasteurized milk than non-pasteurized milk. So it's, it's really just a, a big scam saying that raw milk is so dangerous that it's now illegal in a lot of places. Um, they just sort of have a monopoly on the on the industry there where they're saying you have to do this process, which is an expensive process, you know, um, and the small-time farmer can't really keep up with that. So he has to ship it off and sell it to this big industry. The industry is going to pasteurize it and then they sell it on at a higher price obviously to the grocery stores for mass uh, distribution and it's basically just another business but the original question was how do i stay lean drinking two liters of raw milk per day uh basically i move and i train and you know i'm not eating you know pop tarts a day or you know it's it's basically just high quality nutrient dense food that i'm that i'm focusing on and obviously it's a different amount for everyone i don't recommend everyone to drink two liters of raw milk like if you're a, a 110 pound woman you know you, you probably don't need to be drinking two liters of raw milk per day um obviously change the amount of milk that you're drinking towards your goals maybe your goal is to put on weight or muscle mass or it's to stay lean but i've found drinking excessive per se amounts of raw milk of my muscle mass has increased while staying just as if not leaner um, than before and obviously i've made some other changes in the diet to accommodate for the two liters of raw milk you know, reducing the egg consumption from, you know, say 10 eggs a day to, you know, six or, or four even on some days, depending how much milk I'm drinking, or, you know, maybe skipping out on some ground beef every now and then um, to accommodate for all the raw milk. But I've seen a huge, definitely a huge change in overall health and, and definitely physique wise of drinking all of the raw milk. So that's the first question is obviously just move a lot. And the more muscle mass you have, the more energy is required to maintain it. So the more muscle mass that you can have, the more raw milk you can drink. So, and it's just a perpetual cycle. They feed into each other. The raw, more raw milk that you drink, the more muscle mass you have. The more muscle mass you have, the more raw milk you can drink. And then it just goes on and on like that. So drink more raw milk. Uh, right, next one here is, do you think you could overdo it on the dairy? example raw milk raw cheese raw kefir every day sometimes multiple servings a day and yes of course you can overdo it um kind of goes back to the last question is it's gold dependent so don't drink five liters of raw milk a day if you're 
a small woman, you know, but if you're got if you're a two hundred pound man and you're looking to put on extra mass, you know, maybe you could increase your, your raw milk consumption. And you know, obviously you're going to know better how you respond to specific practices than I do because I don't know you. So, you know, obviously try it out. Try it out for you know a month, see the changes that happen. If you like it and if you see positive improvements, continue doing it. And if you don't, maybe, you know, try changing the quantities, try you know, incorporating something else. And it, that's basically all it is. You 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 want to put these things into practice, if it's the raw milk, if it's the two steaks a day or or Vince Garonda's thirty six eggs a day diet, you know, you, you want to put things into practice and then see if it works for you or not it's really that simple and then if it does work continue doing it and if it doesn't you know why did it not work was i doing something wrong maybe i need to fix that or maybe just this approach doesn't quite mesh well with my lifestyle or my goals you know and then you can try a different approach um another question here is thoughts on you know slonking raw eggs which is basically just means drinking raw eggs completely fine um i do it it's you know raw food has a higher nutrient content than its cooked counterpart contrary to popular belief as many people think you know because we cook meat and our brain size grew which i don't think is very accurate but raw food has a higher energetic frequency and it's also more nutrient dense so you really want to be eating as much raw food as possible you know for example raw milk for example raw eggs example raw meat even you know all of these raw foods you're going to digest easier and they're going to have higher nutrient content so you're going to digest the nutrients better they're going to be absorbed into your bloodstream more efficiently uh, so i definitely recommend increasing the amount of raw food you are eating however important note to make is you have to source high quality food to do this just like the pasteurization of the milk if the cow is sick there will be harmful you know in quotes bacteria in that product so you know if there's harmful bacteria or harmful substances in the product that means the source of the product is sick so to avoid that whole situation, so you can still get the, the best quality food possible, raw food, is get high quality food from the start. So high quality, you know, chickens that are pasture-raised, you know, picking for their food rather than living in a cage. You know, beef, cows that are on a pasture, they're eating grass. They just roam freely. They're not, you know, fed grain and, and soy and corn slop all day just for the sake of putting on extra weight you know you just want to really make sure the food quality is as high as possible and that's really going to fix a lot of these issues that people have with consuming raw food and consuming you know food in general um all right this next one is oh this is a good one so where to get raw milk on a budget when you're in a state that bans it like new jersey so this is a bit of a tricky one so in a lot of states and 
even where I've been living the past few years, the raw milk is illegal. So to source it from a grocery store or something like that, it's usually quite expensive. So the best way to do it, is like I said before, is find a farmer, find someone you know that knows a farmer, you know, find some connection to a dairy farm and go straight to the source, make sure it's a high quality farm and then get it from there or possibly you know search online like there's going to be farms in states near you that have raw milk and then see if they can organize some sort of overnight shipping or something like that or same day shipping um in terms of the budgetary standpoint like i don't know how expensive it is in new jersey but same thing you're investing into your health right so whether that's ten dollars a day of raw milk you know seventy dollars a week um rather than focusing on how to save as much money as possible you should probably just focus on making more so that you can accommodate for these you know health practices instead so that's an important note to make um all right here we have a good one is situation here so you can either consume you, you have to consume either 100 shots of bone broth or 100 eggs in one sitting um, and you cannot kill yourself okay so i'd probably do 100 shots of bone broth because that would be viable option i don't think i could do 100 eggs in one sitting i could possibly do 100 shots of bone broth um and that's an important thing to note is bone broth is extremely good for you it's extremely good for your gut health and i would very much recommend everyone incorporate some sort of bone broth high quality of course grass-fed beef well, it doesn't have to be beef but beef's good bone broth into their you know nutrition overall nutrition you really want to be eating you know as many nose to tail ingredients per se as possible so you want to be incorporating obviously organ meat you know connective tissue muscles like you know your standard cuts of beef and things like that into your diet as well as you know eggs raw milk seasonal produce you know and that that's basically all, all your diet needs to be is is as sort of as much red meat as you can fathom as you can do as your budget allows or as you know as much as you can eat without with feeling full and really just go depending on what your goal is so if your goal is you want to say lose a bunch of fat you just make sure you're hitting all of your micronutrient requirements through eating extremely nutrient dense foods so you know your red meat your eggs your raw milk you know incorporating organ meats into your into your nutrition at least you know maybe once a week and you don't need much you know you only need like a few ounces of, of organ meats and eating as much of these foods as you can raw is going to help as well it's going to help with digestion it's going to help with bloating it's going to help with nutrient absorption definitely eat as much of this as you can so that's really how to construct your diet uh 
think about what your goal is and then what do you need to do to get to that goal so if you need to put on weight maybe just keep running the same diet that you're doing now you know as long as it doesn't have processed foods and industrialized oils and and, vegetable oils things like that and start adding just a little bit more raw milk each week super simple you know make sure you're moving around a lot make sure you're getting high quality fluids in, in as well make sure you're well hydrated you know getting getting headaches and things like this is not normal and it's usually a sign of dehydration so if you're chronically getting headaches you know like i'm talking about any any more than once a week even once a month i don't think i've got a headache in a year or years all you need to do to stop this from happening is be adequately hydrated so to hydrate yourself properly it's it's not drinking more water you know it's having the correct electrolyte balance in your cells so the electrolytes you want to pay close attention to is your sodium your chloride your potassium your magnesium those are really the main sort of ones you want to pay attention to obviously calcium as well and manganese but the the sodium chloride is salt obviously and then your potassium you need that as well and magnesium everyone's really deficient in magnesium so usually supplementing that is the best this sort of choice unfortunately but that's the way to go for hydration you want to salt all of your food you know drink coconut water for potassium you can't source coconut water potatoes are very high in potassium as well so it's some sort of fruit you know like bananas kiwi fruit things like that just make sure you're getting enough salt in your diet and it needs to be a high quality salt as well so you don't want refined salt like gen like uh, general table salt you don't want to be having too much of that you want to be having a high quality naturally formed sea salt or you know lake salt or something with a high mineral content and then also your potassium like i said from usually coconut water if you drink sufficient amount of coconut water that's that will have your potassium sorted out and then just overall fluids throughout the day like drinking your raw milk if you drink enough raw milk and coconut water you won't really need to drink you know much water at all you can have if you are going to drink water i'd recommend obviously never drink tap water depends where you are in the world maybe you're in some nice scandinavian country with clean drinking water but for majority of people tap water is loaded with you know a whole bunch of things so we got your atrazine your birth control your glyphosate your pesticides you know there's, there's dozens and dozens of chemicals in tap water you definitely do not want to be drinking tap water uh, if you are going to opt drink water which i would recommend if you aren't getting enough uh, raw milk or coconut water into your diet is to go for mineral water so the best one that i know of currently is gerald steiner uh, i believe it is a german natural spring naturally sparking sparkling spring water 
and it's relatively inexpensive you know and it's very high quality it tastes amazing you know a little bit of gerald steiner start the day off make sure you're hydrated and with a pinch of salt in there as well it's the perfect hydration beverage hmm. all right So I've sort of told or expressed what I feel like you should be doing with your nutrition. Uh, now I'll probably go into some things that you should avoid, which is possibly the same or if not more important than things to include. Because these things that you should be avoiding is what is going to be causing majority of the harm. So obviously you want to avoid everyone knows this vegetable oils or seed oils um, the reason for this I'm not sure if everyone knows this but seed oils are very high in linoleic acid so linoleic acid is like an omega-6 fatty acid and it is the most easily oxidized form of fat in your body and what i mean by oxidization is basically the number one predictor of aging is oxidization of cells uh, so you really want to prevent oxidization as much as you can and loading all of your food with and cooking all your food in the most easily oxidized form of fat is not best you know method to stay healthy so you really want to avoid vegetable oils as much as possible you want to reduce the amount of linoleic acid in your system because it is stored and accumulates in your tissue when you have it and it can take up to four years to get rid of it so you really want to steer clear of it and it's almost impossible nowadays because everything in the grocery store basically contains you know seed oils vegetable oils so that's why it's even more important to always just go for the ingredients and as much as possible get the high quality ingredients and then make the food yourself all right so that's the first one most important oh very important one is reducing the amount of linoleic acid in your cells and in your bloodstream by reducing the dietary amount of linoleic acid um, you know it's all labeled as heart healthy uh, because it's low in LDL cholesterol which saturated fat is high in but it is not very heart healthy because it oxidizes the LDL particles which is the biggest predictor of cardiovascular disease so you want to steer clear of the vegetable oils throw them all out immediately if you have them in your household check the food that you're eating that's processed if it has an ingredients list there's a 90% chance that it has vegetable oil in it if it has vegetable oil in it do not eat it uh, the next one is plastic so everyone is eating plastic nowadays you want to 
reduce your plastic consumption how you can do this is by drinking out of glass you know having a metal water bottle you know not drinking out of majority of the plastic people consume is from water bottles plastic water bottles especially if they are you know in the sun or heated up at all they're going to be consuming a lot of microplastics so the average person ingests a credit card amount of microplastics a week so that's five grams of microplastics per week and 80 percent of people have microplastics in their bloodstream now uh, basically all seafood has microplastics in it as well because there is so much plastic in the ocean so making sure you are getting high quality fish is more important than ever all of processed food has plastic in it as well another reason to avoid processed food and do not cook in you know non-stick pans and plastic things like this it's going to leach not just plastic but also other harmful chemicals like pfas bpa etc into food which you will then eat you're then absorbing these harmful chemicals so do not cook in anything with plastic do not eat out of anything in plastic do not use plastic utensils do not have a plastic water bottle just try reduce the amount of plastic that is in your general vicinity and you should be all right okay the next thing to stay away from this is a comical one it is nut milk why would you drink nut milk it's very suspect so the entire you know nut milk and oat milk industry is built on the pretense that milk is bad for you which it is not raw milk is extremely good for you you know there's a reason mammals produce milk for their infants because it is extremely good and nutrient rich and will help you grow bigger and stronger and it contains basically every nutrient that you need in milk so you want to increase your raw milk intake rather than decreasing it and replacing it with a fake milk like oat milk or almond milk or these other nut milk uh, which is basically just ground up say almond milk is ground up almonds with a whole bunch of water poured in and then they filter it out and it's basically just water with almonds that were ground up almonds that were soaked in there as well and then they also add believe it or not vegetable oil in there to thicken it up a little bit and give it that milk texture they, they then fortify it with you know artificial vitamins and minerals to try and match that of natural milk and uh not doing a fantastic job so do not under any circumstance drink nut milk or fall for the psyop that it is better for your health because it's not this is important note to make here is a lot of people in the fitness industry that love the whole calorie rhetoric and ideology of lowering the calories as much as possible they drink nut milk 
because it's lower calories than you know full fat raw milk that has cream on the top obviously it's water basically so it's very low in calories so they think low calorie equals good when that's far from the truth so do not drink nut milk Another important thing to steer clear of is binders, gums, dyes, and anti-nutrients. Alright, so we'll start off with some binders. We have soy lecithin. It's basically an emulsifier used to mix water and oils together during a process uh, during processing of the food to prevent it from separating later down the line when it's sitting on the shelf for a few months. So to make this they're using chemical solvents to extract soybean oil from soybeans. Uh, the soil is mixed with water until the lecithin portion of the oil separates, it's then dried and undergoes a final processing step of being bleached hydrogen peroxide which is lovely and then it is put into your food to stop it from stop from the water and the oil from separating so steer clear of anything with uh, lecithin or especially soy lecithin in it because it will cause oh not will but it may cause cancer increase your risk of developing cancer just like all gmo foods all unnatural foods are going to increase your risk of cancer because we are not designed to eat these things so steer clear of them They'll also cause diseases and nutrient deficiencies soy is gmo just like all the corn so you want to steer clear of it it's an important one it can lead to birth defects as well so there's a lot of these things coming out now about you know sucralose and all these artificial things that are actually being found out to cause birth defects and cause problems with you know with infant babies if, if the mother has been having sucralose you know that she has a boy the boy is three times more likely to have autism than if she didn't consume sucralose during pregnancy so if that effect is happening from an artificial sweetener and these effects are happening from uh, you know these binders and, and all these artificial things in the food you know obviously a baby is more susceptible to it but it's happening to you at a very small level and in my opinion this is what has caused a lot of the mental issues that are prevalent in western society in the modern times is because everyone is nutrient deficient and everyone is eating fake food that is causing these defects in their mental state so please stay clear of fake food so you can be mentally healthy another great one to steer clear of is food dyes and red dye 40 is the king of them all 
So another one, it's been linked with mental disorders in children. And it is going to be doing the same to you, just at a smaller scale. But if you're having a little bit of red dye 40 and a little bit of, you know, soy lecithin, a little bit of sucralose, you know, all these little effects are going to add up and have a big effect on your overall health, overall vitality, and your just general well-being. So stay clear of all of these artificial dyes, artificial binders, artificial sweeteners, all of it. Okay, so what to eat? Like I said before, you should prioritize animal food. Make sure the animal is eating a species appropriate diet. What I mean by that is what it has evolved eating. Cows have not evolved to eat soy and corn, so do not buy beef. It has been eating soy and corn because it's not going to be high quality. Same with your fish. Don't eat farmed salmon. Don't eat farmed fish. They're not evolved to eat that sort of stuff. You know. Same with your produce. Opt for organic. It's very simple. It's simple if you make it simple, and it's difficult if you want to make it difficult. But at a very base level just eat animal foods and local produce that is organic and you will be generally fine if you're putting on weight try eat slightly less and you know if you don't want to say if you want to stay the same weight and you're putting on weight eating these good high quality foods right maybe eat a little bit less and then see what happens if you're losing weight and you want to stay the same weight maybe eat a little bit more you know the things i would really be making sure you're eating the most of is red meat uh eggs and raw milk and then obviously incorporating some fruit in there as well and vegetables if you are partial to that but yes i definitely recommend red meat as much as possible you can get it from different sources obviously beef is good bison you can do venison from deer you know, red meat is much superior to lean meat because of all of the fat-soluble vitamins you'll be getting with it, which need fat to be absorbed. Also, for cooking oil, this is an important one as well. Uh, a lot of people ask this question is what to cook with. So there's a few things you can use. You can use tallow, which is rendered beef fat. You can use butter. You can use ghee, which is clarified butter. You can use pork lard. Hopefully the pork is from a good quality source, but maybe not lard actually. You can use a high quality extra virgin olive oil, but you do not want to heat it up too high because then it will reach the smoke point and the oil will then oxidize, which is not ideal. So don't use olive oil for very high heat application um what else cooking with coconut oil is actually good as well you can use coconut oil that's a high heat oil so for higher heat applications so you can use your coconut oil but i honestly prefer just to use tallow all the time or butter um okay 
if you found this helpful let me know message me on instagram at cospra or at the vitality blueprint and let me know what you thought i will be sending everyone that messages me a my ebook that i've written wrote on nutrition so that will basically detail everything that i talked about in this podcast but at a much deeper level i couldn't obviously go through everything on this one 45 minute podcast but any more questions you have message me on instagram and let me know what you think all right thanks for listening everyone bye-bye